City Slam. My name is Chris. His name is Mike. He's actually at the nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. He's back. He's sitting here. He's ready to go. He's very excited. He's Mike Pankow. How are you, my friend? I am good. We have some big news to break today. Plus, we'll get to our guest in a few minutes. Bulletproof Ben McCoy. Very excited about having him on this show for the first time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, do you want to break the big news right away? Do you want me to sit around and talk about how uh, my weekend was ruined by the University of Illinois fighting Illini, playing like garbage? Uh, and, and I know there's those Loyola fans out there. You, you Instantly, they have fans now. And, and my team got crushed. So uh, do, do you want to talk about that or you want to just give me the announcement off the bat? Well, my niece is a Loyola alum. Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> Nobody cares. You know what? The Fighting Illini may have been a number one that went down in my NCAA pool, but I still have Sister Jean number one in my death pool. What is our big announcement, That's Mike? Not nice. uh, anyway, um, we have breaking news. It's um, coming up on April the 9th from an undisclosed location in and around of Chicago. It's Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground's Chicago Secret Stash. Now, we already announced that is happening, but today I'm... Glad to announce, very proud to announce that Windy City Slam is a proud sponsor of this show. So Windy City Slam sponsoring Chicago's Secret Stash. That's pretty exciting. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. We're sponsoring things now. Yeah. Did we start making money I don't know about? (laughs) Hopefully sooner or later we will. This is an investment in the product. We're sponsoring things now. That's pretty awesome. I might have to actually show up to something. All right. That's that's really cool. So what day again is this? Uh, That's Friday, April the 9th, and it's actually a streaming show. Uh, There won't be any live fans there. It's independentwrestlingtv.live or iwtv.live. It'll be at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I believe, on April the 9th. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we get a little closer. Very excited about being a sponsor for that show. All right. So... Anybody on that card we know? Anybody that's like a former guest? Anybody that you know about that's so far going to be uh, going to be on that show? Yeah, Trevor Outlaw. Oh my God, Lane you got to be kidding me! This guy's going. <laughs> you sponsored the first show. You put Trevor. Really? Oh, does that mean we have to talk to him again? Yeah, I, I think at oh, some point we will. Who else is on the show? Lainey Luck. I like her. And then uh, also Marche Rocket is part of the show. He was cool. Yep. We can talk to the two of them. <laughs> we can do that. Well, you watched Fastlane last night. What did you think of it? Oh, uh, okay. We'll jump to Fastlane and we'll go to some other local stuff after that. Uh, Fastlane, solid show. Um, nothing. Another super- Roman Reigns interference win. Yeah. Doesn't make him look very strong. No. You know? But I, I like my bad guys looking strong. Yeah. That, that adds to the drama of when they win, when the good guy wins. Like, think about it. Triple H was strong when Daniel Bryan had to come back and, and win that thing in WrestleMania 30. Like, I know that's the first one I picked out of my head, but a strong villain is a better villain. Yeah. Speaking of strong uh, and uh, adding to things, Daniel Bryan made the visible tap out on Roman before Edge attacked him because Edge got accidentally hit by Daniel Bryan earlier in the match. There was a rough bump. Jey Uso interfered. So Roman retains, but I'm thinking, and you're going to probably see it sometime this week, if not on Friday on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan will be added to that match to make it a triple threat. Roman Reigns defends the Universal title against Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Wow. Well, at least there'll be somebody that doesn't use a spear in that match, well, there which you will go. be awesome. Yeah, you need a little, <laughs> need a little variety. <laughs> At least it just won't be spear, spear, spear. Like I, at least it'll be something else. At least happening. they didn't add Goldberg of all the spears. <laughs> 
And also, I don't know if you caught this, Alexa Bliss pinned Randy Orton when she really never even touched him in a match. I catch everything that Alexa Bliss Lots does. of fireballs and like right. kooky, magical stuff going and on. And beauty. All and, of it. And the Fiend coming up through the ring like Kane did at some point, uh, attacking Randy, giving him the... The, the sister Abigail for the finish. I mean, I wonder Alexis if this sits ever, on top of him, gets the pin. Do you ever wonder if like they, what do they got under there? If they're down there for like an entire show, just waiting, like, do they have like a TV? They got some snacks. If we, ever are they get, playing a game boy? Like what are they using down if there? If we ever get Hornswoggle on the show, we'll have to ask him. <laughs> and maybe that's a possibility. It's more fun there. for him. It's not as cramped. Yeah. You know, I mean, I bet you he has a completely different perspective than say a big guy that's underneath that thing the yeah. entire time. Just hoping the ring doesn't collapse while he's laying underneath it. Well, I don't know if you ever heard this story. Kurt Hennig one day in WCW while uh, in the NWO actually took a crap in a bucket under the ring. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect that. Classic prankster. All right. What do we got going on locally? Locally, yeah. Um, Another breaking news item I wanted to mention is uh, I will be making the drive this Friday night to Cedarburg, Wisconsin to catch up um, to check out uh, GLCW. Big Val Boski is the name of the show, and you got it right, Val Venus. Hello, ladies. Will be a special guest there, and he's also wrestling in the main event. He's wrestling OVW's Luscious Lawrence, which is a great name in and of itself. Wow. And then, There's going to uh, be a lot of sexuality in that match. Yeah, pretty Maybe much. too much. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, GLCW champion, our buddy uh, Backwoods Brown, defends his title against Joey Avalon. Plus, we have Ryan Cross, Dr. Jeff Luxon, Coda Jacobs, Cal Hero, Jordan Cross, TW3, Darius Latrell, and I believe even Ben McCoy is also on that show uh, Friday night. So I will be there in person. My first actual in-person show for me since uh, Warrior Wrestling last September. So I'm very excited about covering that show for David Heroes, GLCW. It's about time you went and did something. <laughs> you know, you act like there was a pandemic or something. Uh, yeah, there was. Yeah. Um, last weekend, real quick, before we get to Ben, Chicago-style wrestling returned to the Berwyn Eagles Club and it was a crazy main event tag team match. Garrison Creed and Vic Capri ended up winning the match officially over CSW champion Filth King Brubaker and Marche Rocket. Filth King lost? Uh, yeah, actually, his I'm team starting lost. to get con- I'm starting to get concerned that every time we have somebody on, they lose, yeah. and that we're going to be like we're going to be like bad juju. He like I'm very concerned about this. Is yet another guest that was on last week that you could go back and listen to, and that was a good interview that you did with him. Um, and, and then that person doesn't doesn't win their match. Yeah, he didn't take the pinfall though. Apparently, Vic Capri, who's still angry about being stripped of that title last year due to injury, uh, viciously attacked Brubaker, gave him a pile driver. Brubaker came out, then him and Vic fought. It was just then it ended up just being Garrison Creed and Marche in the ring one on one. Who wins that? Who, who's the one that Garrison in the Creed ends up winning and getting the He's like the pin. one guy that we haven't talked to. Yeah, no, Garrison Creed was on. Was he on? All four of those guys were on. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, one of our guys won then. Yeah, Garrison. See, the thing is, if we interview everybody, eventually somebody that we've interviewed will win a match. Yeah, Garrison Creed was on the show last year. Well, that was a long the time mercenary. ago. The yes. Mercenary. Oh, I remember him now. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry, he, Garrison. <laughs> Garrison's listening right now. He's like, he doesn't even remember me? Sorry, Garrison. That's nice, Garrison. <laughs> um, so, um... Basically, at the next CSW show, number one contender is going to be Garrison Creed against Brubaker. If Brubaker is healthy enough to compete that day, he took a pretty bad beating from Vic Capri. Uh, CSW general manager Steve Arendt kind of messaged me about that yesterday, saying the match is tentative depending on, you know, Brubaker's condition. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Sky Blue retained the CSW women's title after a time limit draw, which you don't really don't see anymore, with Billy Starks. 
And then uh, coming up this weekend, I want to get this in. Last thing before we get to Ben. W-O-W-T is back at the Berwyn's Eagles Club. Their anniversary two show is Saturday night, March the 27th. Their champion, Super Crazy, plus Mexican mini legend, Mascarita Sagrada, Just Amazing, and Miss Akater, just some of the few talents announced for that show. Very cool. All right. Our guest, Bulletproof, Ben McCoy, can now hit the little guest call-in button, and we are going to be back with him. Ben, it's right there. Right there on your screen, just just hit that little button, and as soon as he hits it and he's on, we will be talking to him on Windy City Slam. Durbin's of Evergreen Park at 102nd and Kedzie is rolling these days, folks. You've heard about the updates, the great menu, the beers on tap, a chance for neighbors and friends to get together. Now, Wednesday and Saturday nights, they're adding back karaoke. That's right. Come on out and prove that you've got the voice, the talent, the nerve. Friday nights, a DJ now in-house. And right now, every Friday, Durbin's brings you a fish fry. All-you-can-eat perch, $16.95. They make it three different ways. The fisherman's platter, same price. It's the perch, the cod, the scallops, the shrimp, the hush puppies. Durbin's is open, and they're looking to welcome you back. Dine-in, carry-out, contactless delivery. Come check out the newly improved Durbin's of Evergreen Park, at 10240 South Kedzie Avenue. Order now at 708-499-0222. DurbinsPizza.com. Joining us right now on the line, our guest for this week, and very excited to talk with him. He is Bulletproof, Ben McCoy. Ben, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Sorry, I'm so, I'm so out of breath already. I'm excited. <laughs> Well, you know, we're big time now. Mike goes out and spends uh, podcast money to start sponsoring shows. I can't wait to see how this goes. This is a, I mean, he, he comes in all giddy and he's like, guess what I did? I'm like, what? He goes, I spent a bunch of money on like a sponsoring a, 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 a wrestling show. And I was like, he did what? So I, I can't, I can't wait to see this. Now, I, now I'll be sitting down streaming it, like trying to see how many times Windy City Slam pops up on the, on the actual stream. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And don't feel bad about that. I do that to my wife all the time. I run in and say, guess what? I just spent a ton of money on. I love you. And then I just smile really cheesy and hope to God she doesn't hit me. Right. <laughs> Your wife is an absolute saint. Because at, at the end of the day, brother, I'm just the promoter. I'm just the promoter. She owns everything and like runs the business end of stuff. And I'm lucky to have her. Thank God. Uh, Cause I have like the math IQ of a third grader and uh, counting money for me might as well be Chinese checkers. So, Ben, you are in charge of the, the company is called Frontline Pro. Uh, we met for the first time about two years ago at a show in Oak Lawn, and it was a great show. Uh, you gave me a nice interview back then, which kind of got put to the back burner because some things happened after that. Real quick, uh, tell me a little bit about Frontline Pro's mission. So, Frontline Pro was created by me and my wife, Crystal, uh, three years ago, actually. We just had our three-year anniversary show this last Saturday in Spencer, Wisconsin, uh, which was awesome. It was also our 25th show overall. And uh, it, it all started with uh, me actually losing uh, some of my fellow veterans on prior military service. I did a tour in Afghanistan. Uh, I've had 15 guys to this date uh, commit suicide since Afghanistan. Uh, but it all started with one of the first ones that really hit home for me, which was a friend of mine named Brady Oberg. Uh, I told my wife I wanted to do something for him and his family. Uh, they had created this wonderful foundation for him called the Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation. And I wanted to help any way we could. And my wife had this wonderful idea of, well, 
you already are a booker at this one place. How hard would it be for you to do your own show and just do a show to raise money for the family? And I was like, that's a great idea. And the next thing you know, we had a name in Frontline Pro, which was just to kind of be on the front lines to help uh, raise awareness for uh, suicide, uh, excuse me, raise awareness for suicide prevention as well as depression and just PTSD and everything that veterans go through when they come back from overseas. Uh, and it was kind of born out of that. And then we expanded ourselves to doing local charities and helping out local foundations as well. So we weren't just military based. We wanted to help a wide variety of charities and anybody that we could. So that's very commendable. I, you know, I, I kind of also have to get to the question that I asked Mike before we sat down. Because he always knows so much more about you guys than I do. Like Mike's like an encyclopedia of uh, of wrestlers. And I was like, is uh, Bulletproof a gimmick or does he have a really good reason for the name? And he told me he had a really good reason for the name. So uh, for those that don't know, why are you Bulletproof? Uh, okay, so it's a great a story. My son actually gave me the name Bulletproof. Uh, and, and, my, or my, and my wife, uh, when they were talking to us, the whole thing about it was, when I was in the military, I did a tour in Afghanistan, and when I was in Afghanistan, I was shot. Uh, I actually got shot in the face. Um, didn't know if, we were, if I was going to make it. Uh, we wound up having 17 facial reconstructions to put my face back together. Uh, it took 1,900 days, which is well over five years from the point I was shot to the point that I had my final procedure. And uh, it's uh, it's basically why I, I like to consider myself more bullet absorbent, but uh, bulletproof sounds way better. It looks better on t-shirts. Bullet absorbent. So, just from like a full marketing ad thing. I don't really feel like I would strike fear in the heart of my opponents by walking out to bullet absorbent Ben McCoy. If anything, I feel like they could punch me harder and not feel bad. Well, you're, you're a damn hero. And uh, thank you so much for your service. Wow. What a story. Absorbent sounds like something you'd have for a paper towel uh, slogan or something. Yeah. I totally. Get I that. could definitely. Co- I think I could really give uh, that brownie brand a run for their money if I ever went into it. Yeah, especially with the beard you got. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's better than ever. You obviously mentioned PTSD, and I know you told me a little bit of your personal story of uh, to being depressed, and you'd even leave your house for six weeks, not even to get up to let the dog out. And survivor's guilt is actually a thing too. I mean, is that something you still feel even now, almost ten years later? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think things like that ever go away. I think you just learn to manage stuff. I'm very lucky. I have a great support system. Uh, My wife has literally been with me since I woke up to now. And, you know, it's really, you know, I don't know what my story would be like or where my life would look like if it wasn't like having that support system and that that partner to kind of lean on all the time. Uh, Because it's it's hard. It was, you know, the easiest part about getting shot was getting shot. You know, the hardest part was recovering from that both physically and mentally and you know it's a there's a lot of feelings of failure because you didn't finish your mission you know i got taken out of the game and i used to describe it as going 15 rounds with apollo creed and instead of getting to the end like rocky did i got knocked out with 30 seconds left in the final round and uh and it's a very it's a very defeated feeling but you know you realize through time and and a lot of talking things out and just new perspectives as, as time goes on that it, it's really not anything you had control over. You knew what you signed up for and you just kind of got to roll with it. You got to make the decision to let it define you or define it and, and move on with your life. And I would rather define what happened with me than have it define me as a person. So then how do you find wrestling? Like where, where how do you get started in it? What, what, what was the course? How did you get to where you're at right now? 
Oh my God, it actually was a comeback, man. Uh, I started wrestling in 2005. I was trained by the uh, Beer City Bruiser out of uh, Ring of Honor, who was uh, down in Beer City Wrestling with Frank DeFalco and those guys in Waukesha. And I got my start there in September of 05 and actually wrestled for five years. I was uh, active as, at that time, Irish Mickey McCoy, uh, later as one half of the McCoys with my brother Chase. And we had a really good run. It was a good five years, but regular life stuff was mounting and it was just, I wasn't happy with my life. I had a wife and a new baby and I didn't feel like I was doing anything meaningful. And it was so funny because the, the, the way I left wrestling was to join the army. And it was because me and my wife were sitting watching America's Got Talent and the army commercial came on the real corny be all you can be one. And I just looked at her and said, what do you think if I would do that? Fully expecting her to be like, hell no. And instead, she looked at me and was like, you'd be amazing at that. You should totally do it. And Wow, I didn't even know those worked, right? Like, I didn't even, like, <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I would have thought would have been weirder is, like, I watched Stripes with my wife, and I was like, Bill Murray's funny, and maybe I could be, uh, be in the Army. Like, I mean, like, I can't believe that that worked. It must work, though. They put them out all the time. Well, she's right here. Ask her why she did it. <laughs> she probably wanted to get rid of it. Tell them why you said it was okay. Why? Why? Tell them why you let me go into the army. Were you sick of him? <laughs> Were you tired of him? Were you like, get out? I thought it would give him some discipline. Give him that, that you know, um, that, what is the word I'm looking for? Help me here. I don't know, dedication to a craft or something? Well, he just needed something outside because he was so dedicated to wrestling when I first met him. And everything else was kind of just falling by the wayside for him. And when that commercial popped up, I was like, no, I really think that you could do that. I think you'd be good at it. Wow. He likes to be a leader. He like, he comes up with great things and it just, it, it just seemed like such a good fit for him. Yeah. Look how that backfired. He's back to wrestling and talking to two guys on a podcast about it. That didn't work oh, out. Oh man. It, it, oh, and it's so funny because the way, the way I came back to it was the way I left it. It was, it was looking at her and saying, Hey, do you think I could do this again? And her, and fully, again, expecting her to say no. And she said no at first. She, it was, it, it was a while that kind of got, we had to warm her up. I had to go to doctors. Things had to be done. Right. People had to be talked to. A lot to. of date nights. A, a lot of I love you. You gave her a glass of wine. You know what I do when I need something for my wife? Tequila. That's what it is. Okay. A couple of margaritas. <laughs> you get anything you want. Okay. Any answer you want. But it, well, I don't know. I got but, really lucky. See, I started small. I just, uh, a buddy of mine was selling his wrestling ring and it was the first ring I ever took a bump in. And I, I needed it. I had to have it. And I told her, look, I can make so much money. We'll spend this little bit of money on this. And it wasn't a little bit. It was a good chunk of money. And I was like, but we'll spend this money now. And I swear to you, in a year, we'll have all of our money paid back to us and we'll have a profit. And this will give me something to do instead of just sit home and do nothing. And she was like, uh, okay, fine. But if we don't make money, you're selling it. And I said, sure, no problem. And we made our money back in that year and we wound up loving it. And, and then... As that process happened, there was a local wrestler named Sadist, uh, who uh, is one of my best friends, and he just kind of started getting in my ear about, you know, you could probably come back and do this. Like, it, you're not that hurt. Like, I'm sure there's a way. I mean, they got guys doing the Olympics and they don't have legs. Like, this can't be that hard for you. And me being like, you're insane. I have a, <laughs> I shattered my face. I don't know what you're wanting from me. And after a while, it just got to the point where we, we decided to, to give it a try and uh, we got the clearance and it was so funny because at first it wasn't really well received. I kind of shopped the idea around to a couple of companies and they were like, absolutely not. Don't want to take the chance. It's too much of a risk. You know, if you get hurt, that's on us. 
and I, I understand where they were coming from. I'm not mad about it, but you know, it's really defeating and it kind of sucks. And it's so funny because the last call I made was to Dave Hero from GLCW. And I just told him what I was talking, like he was calling, we were talking about a ring rental that I was doing for him a couple weeks later. And finally I was just like, listen, I got this idea and you're going to think I'm crazy, but here it is. And I just laid it all up for him on the phone and I got done talking and there was like a little pause and suddenly he just went, anybody you want, any match you want, anytime, it's yours. And just let me know what you want to do. And so I went and I told my wife and I was, I was just crying. I, I just, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't believe that he said yes. And, uh, the, the thought process began. And of course, Sadis was the only guy I could comprehend going into that match with. And in December, 2014, I, I, I got back in the ring at Blizzard Brawl for GLCW and the, uh, Waukesha County Expo Center and with my best friend. And, uh, it was a magical night. You know, we had Mean Gene, Mean Gene was in the storyline with us. You know, Ricky Steamboat was, was our agent for our match. I mean, we had, uh, you know, Gunner from, from TNA, who's now, uh, uh, Jackson, uh, on, uh, uh, WWE, uh, uh, he w- he was, you know, part of it. And we had this wonderful story and it even aired on the, uh, CW network in Milwaukee, uh, in its entirety, which is amazing. Cause it was two local guys on this star studded event of like 20 names. And, uh, it was, it was amazing. And then I did what any normal person did, would do. And I retired for another year <laughs> and, and, and decided I was done again. Uh, until finally it was January 16. It was just time to come back. And I felt good. I was ready. My wife felt good. We were really uh, kind of nose deep in wrestling anyway. And it just made sense. And suddenly here we are uh, five years later. So we talked back in uh, July of 2019 in Oakland. Things were starting to really pick up for you guys in Frontline and you and yourself as well. You had a match yes. booked with RVD before another unfortunate series of events began you got a leg injury and then the pandemic hit and now finally finally april the third coming up in stevens point honor bound you and rvd so how did that come about uh it's really funny uh so i have a friend named eric beach who's also a veteran and he's a filmmaker and he has his own production company called vera volta productions and he has a lot of contacts in Hollywood, and one of his friends is an actor named Tim Abel. He was in uh, We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson and a couple of other really high-profile Hollywood movies. Tim Abel actually did a movie with Rob Van Dam. And through just that six steps of Kevin Bacon theory, we wound up connecting with Rob, and it's a Wednesday night in the middle of the summer, and uh, I'm talking to Rob Van Dam in my kitchen, freaking out. <laughs> Like physically shaking, like I I don't know what to say. Don't sound dumb. Don't sound dumb. Don't screw this up. Like don't be you. Be better. Just don't be you. Don't be goofy and, and stupid. And like don't 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 make him run away before you can even talk to him. And uh, we had a great conversation. And Rob came on to be uh, an executive producer for the film Still Here, uh, which is a biopic documentary about my life. And uh, we've been filming it for what was originally supposed to be 18 months has now turned into three years. Uh, five weeks before I was supposed to wrestle Rob the first time in 19. And right after, uh, it was only three months, I think, after I had seen you, Mike, uh, I, I broke my leg in a wrestling match, uh, doing a uh, diving to the outside, uh, doing a top rope elbow through a table. Uh, the table didn't break. My leg jammed into the f- uh, ground and I, I shattered my tibia. I uh, had to have major surgery, uh, a plate and five screws put in, and now here I am re- re- recovered. But uh, it's uh, it's and then we finally get back on board. I recover, 
we schedule it a second time and the pandemic hits and now we're grounded again and now finally here we are on hopefully the third try um and we're going to get it done april 3rd in stevens point wisconsin anything else about honorbound Oh my God, yes. So for this, I hope you don't mind. I'd like to have, turn you over to my wife for the business side of stuff because- What is your wife's name so we know what to call her? My wife's name is Crystal. Okay, because it, uh, first of all, I love Crystal. She's like my mother when my dad's on the phone. I can hear her in the background <laughs> as part of the conversation and also telling you what to say. And it's just like when I have conversations with my father. So Crystal is um, is incredible. Why don't you give her the line? She can tell us all about it. Thank you so much. Here she is. What? What? You're going to tell them about all this special stuff we have planned. <laughs> Poor for Crystal. Crystal. <laughs> hi, hi, Crystal. Because you've been working on all this stuff with the papers and stuff, and I just... I okay. Just this is great. All right. Hi, hi, Crystal. Hi. Hi. I guess you're, you're going to tell us all about this. Oh, sure. Go for it. <laughs> all right. Well, Honor Bound is on April 3rd. It's a Saturday. It's going to be up in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Uh... It will start at 7 p.m. for our bell time. We do have only general admission tickets available still. That's all we have left. Um, and it's uh, they're $20 a piece. And we also have a meet and greet planned with Rob. It's going to start at 4.20 p.m. We only have, what did we say, like 21, maybe less than half of the amount of the meet and greet tickets left. Uh, <laughs> and unfortunately we got some news this last weekend, this last week from Holiday Inn and because of the pandemic, they've actually capped our event at 500 people. So get your tickets now or are you out of tickets? Yeah, no, definitely get your tickets now because since we announced it, we only announced it on Saturday night at the show and that part of the show was not broadcast. So only the people knew that were at that event. And almost immediately, we started selling tickets. Throw out how people get it if they're listening right now. Absolutely. So we actually work with Eventbrite. And you can find us on Eventbrite by simply going to their website and searching for Frontline Pro. And then our, our site will come up. It has our logo and everything. You can click on that and find the Honorbound event. And we have different ticket options um, and add-ons available, which makes it a little bit more convenient when you come to the show. Uh, so you can go there or you can go to our Facebook page and click on the events, find Honorbound, and there's a link right in there for event tickets as well. That's awesome. Okay. You did a good job. Excellent job, Crystal. Thank you. This guy, first of all, American damn hero. That's what he is, okay? Yes, he uh, is. Secondly, uh, then comes back and does something that is astounding where he's going to, you know, start something that's going to help other American heroes. And that, and then he's got his, his wife who's so supportive that she's literally standing next to him at a moment's notice to help him with his interview on Windy city slam. You're, you're a lucky man, Ben. I, I, man, I'm telling you, I have a constant theme in my life right now, which is I'm surrounded by people I don't deserve. Uh, but I'm very appreciative and I'm going to, keep them next to me as long as I can. <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been a great ride and I'm excited, man. To, to think that we're 12 days away from Rob Van Dam coming in uh, is just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to really kind of put it into words. You had plans to run more shows in Illinois, like come back to Oakland, but obviously the we still do. We still do. Right. There's yeah. th those plans are still in the works. It's just 
we're looking at uh, the pandemic and the way different states are handling things. And that impacts a lot of what we can and can't do. I mean, the restrictions state by state are obviously different. Everybody's got their own things. Uh, but as soon as Illinois lets us do it, we're ready to go. We already have an agreement with the USO to come back down to North Chicago and do a show for the troops there and, and all of our all of our great uh, military personnel on Naval Station Great Lakes. Uh, we're hoping to get that done this summer. Uh, the USO actually just did a, a giant renovation to their building on post, so we're excited to bring that to them. Uh, hopefully, we're gunning for the end of May, beginning of June, and uh, that, hopefully that'll start uh, us getting a chance to get back down to that area. We'd love to come back to Oak Lawn. We'd love to go back to Midlothian. Uh, you know, we work with St. Christopher's School down there. Uh, we'd love to, uh, you know, I'd love to try the Midlow Dome, the Midlow Dome sometime. Uh, I love that building. So. so one more thing before we let you go, uh, go ahead and promote your social media and where fans can find you as well as uh, promote any other upcoming shows you might be a part of. Okay. You can find Frontline Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Frontline Pro 1, I believe, is our Twitter handle. Uh, and I believe it's, the, I believe it's, uh, what is it? My wife is helping me right now. What is the, what's the Instagram tag? Oh, I, don't know. I think it's frontline pro underscore one. And then, uh, you can find me. I'm just on Facebook and Twitter, Ben McCoy, eight, two, five on Twitter. Otherwise you can find me on Facebook at Ben McCoy. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at. I don't do a ton of social media stuff myself. I have a kid and a wife who make sure that all my stuff looks good and I don't sound like an idiot when I post things. <laughs> All right, that's Bulletproof, Ben McCoy. Ben, thanks for coming on, you and your lovely wife. We really appreciate it. And uh, Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me so much. I appreciate you. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you coming on. Nice guy there. I think he's a, uh, honest to goodness, I don't know how you don't call that guy a, an American damn hero. Not only, for, not only for his sacrifice for this country, but then what he's done since then yes. to help other vets. That yes. is an incredible st- – I was not prepared for that, Mike. You did not give me uh, preparation that we were going to have an interview like that. I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a better day today just because I talk with Bulletproof Ben McCoy. Well, who do we have next week who in no way is going to compare to him? Yeah, actually, um, <laughs> here's the funny thing. That's how I'm setting that it, up. Yeah, and you're going to look bad because uh, we're uh, continuing a theme of Survivor, so to speak. Next week, we have another interesting story to tell. A Chicago wrestler who actually had his own near-death experience, and he goes by Death Proof, Jay Harris. Wow, bulletproof, death proof. It's getting interesting here on Windy City Slam. Listen, subscribe on whatever player you're listening to. Share it with your friends. Any kind of review, especially on like Apple Podcasts or something like that, give us a five-star rating and uh, tell people how much you love us. And it, it, it's not for our egos. It's to help spread the show. This is Windy City Slam, found everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya.